This episode of Tags Live is brought to you by Pure PJUR. Have you ever scrolled through the pages of gimmicky personal lubricant options trying to figure out which one is going to meet your needs? I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it later in this episode, but rest assured, we've got you covered. Go to purepjur.us, get 20% off at checkout, use our promo code TALK gay sex and get 20% off the perfect holiday gift for you or a loved one pure.us 20% off talk gay sex promo code all right all right what is going on you are watching tags live i'm your host steve v and we are watch you are watching this on the get vocal platform on wednesday night we're coming to you every single week part of the connection zone which is about relationships sex and so much more and we certainly fit into that happy to be here it's the second show we do per week tags podcast drops on tuesday we are live with tags live on wednesday and it drops the show if you miss it on thursday a little bit later in the show i'm really excited to bring special guests sex and intimacy coach finn dearhart we have so much to talk about on vulnerable voices and we're going to get into tantra and date night with yourself so much i can't wait to get see him and we got a lot in stored for you on this episode um just a quick note that this week cody maurice duggett is off he will be back next week no worries on that and let's just get into it. You know, I wanted to share with you a little bit of this week. I went and saw my doctor for my annual physical the other day, actually on Monday when we recorded the morning we recorded Tag's podcast. And, you know, we're all a little crazy. I'm trying to get in all my doctor's visits, my dentist visit, my doctor's visit. I have an eye exam next week because I've got a big birthday birthday coming up January 12th, my 50th. And because of that, I kind of want to get all of this, you know, rush to get the good seal of approval or, or if there is something going on, then I want to make sure that I know what to do to get on track. And so I went and saw my doctor. A couple tidbits I wanted to share with you on that, one of which I was also going to get my blood work to re-up my Truvada prep. And this time around, I asked my doctor if he could prescribe me Discovy. Well, as many of us know, Discovy is the Gilead who makes prep truvada their second wave of this and there's a whole kind of reasoning that some people have in the industry the doctor pharmaceutical industry as to why they came out with this second one and it's still unclear what this newer version really does that's different some say it might be less taxing on your internal organs like your liver and your kidneys that you have to have checked out every three months to be on this medication as well as being hiv negative but others say there's not a whole lot of difference some have alluded to the fact that your bone it might affect your bones a little bit differently 
better, I would argue, they say. But then there's also the political side of it that they have been having to give away so much of this just of the original version. And this is their chance to kind of make more money off of it. I'm not sure where all of that stands. I wouldn't put it past the pharmaceutical industry, though, to have something like this happen. I do know that my doctor told me that not all insurance is covering the Discovy, which he alluded to the fact that, yeah, with more and more people getting Truvada, the original one, and they had the company Gilead had a contract that allowed them to be kind of have a patent on this medication for so long that has since lapsed. And now generic brands are coming out with their versions of PrEP. And I think there's one I read about in the UK that is kind of making its way here in the US. And he, my doctor wasn't certain if in fact I would actually be my insurance would cover it. Well, lo and behold, it did. So I'm going to be trying that. And quick note, if you're a little bit nervous about being on dis any of these and going to the pharmaceuticals, I want to tell you about Capsule, Capsule.com. You may already know it. It is the pharmacy, online pharmacy. I know Amazon has their version of it. It's free if you have a doctor and they prescribe you something, they will deliver actually to your place, your house, which is really great. Um, and yeah, I, we have some comments here. I, I, I want to tell you also, if you are on the Get Vocal platform, feel free to put comments in the left side. I have my glasses on today because Cody is not with us. And so therefore, I've got to read all the comments today and I will do my best and I'll try and check over on YouTube. Kevin, it was said to address negative side effects people found to have with Truvada had nothing to do with effectiveness. It was said to have addressed negative side effects. You're talking about Discovy, I'm assuming. Oh, like nausea. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm about to get on it. And are you on it, by the way, Kevy Barbie? Let us know. He is. Okay. Any side effects that you've had? I love this real-time conversation that we can... Yeah, nope, good. Okay, well, hopefully I won't have any either. And I, if so, I could always switch over to the other one. Greg says, I've been on Discovy for eight months now with no side effects so far. My insurance covers it as well, and you pay $15 each month. Okay, $15 isn't much. Curious to know if you had paid money for the original version or if now you have to kind of co-pay this $15. Interesting. Um, let me know. So yeah, interesting things about this Discovy. We'll see where that goes, but I wanted to tell you about that. And again, about Capsule. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you about is I've been trying to get another COVID test. You know, I'm, we're kind of in this thing now where I would, I, my friend and I talk all the time and we want to go like every week, even though we both have had it in March. And so I decided to go and every time I've gone, particularly in the last several weeks to try and get another COVID test, the lines, as you can imagine, are around the corner. And it's getting cold here in New York, y'all. I cannot be standing in that line. And I have no symptoms. It's just something that I kind of want to keep tr 
getting tested if I can. Well, lo and behold, because I went and go, had my annual physical and my blood work for Discovy now, they asked me if I wanted to have a COVID test. Well, it was the blood test version, which I didn't realize was going to be testing for the antibodies. Now, I had been sick in March early on in this whole crazy pandemic and Cody as well, as well as a third friend of ours, we had all been out at the same time here in Brooklyn or in Brooklyn for the Project Runway season one finale. And we think that we kind of got it then because we heard from other people that they had had it. I've talked about it on the show already of the symptoms I had. It was really like a week long of fatigue, fever, mainly those things and aches and pains. So it felt like a bad flu. I cleared up and had already found out later when the test started coming out. And we're talking now, so that was March. In June, I would say, I got the test for COVID, which showed I didn't have it, but I had the antibodies then. So now here we are, December 2nd, but November 29th is when I got the antibody test and I still have the antibodies. And I'm assuming it's from that original time. So I decided, great, and not that I'm not gonna, still gonna wear my mask, still gonna wash my hands, do all those things, be careful, but I feel that's good. I went ahead and found out, entered, see if I can donate some of my plasma, blood plasma, which hopefully could help some. I had heard that they weren't taking blood, if you can believe it, now we're hearkening back to the 80s and the AIDS epidemic, from gay men. But I'm hoping that that has, I heard somewhere in the grapevine, if anyone knows, that they are taking it now. So hopefully they will. I filled out the form. We'll see. Um, Back to Greg. I was never on Truvada. Went straight to Discovery. Okay, interesting. You get a 90-day supply for $45. Very reasonable, I think. Yep, I would agree. Um, and you are correct about it being easier on your kidneys and liver than Truvada. Yeah, I heard that too. And only like six people have gotten COVID twice, supposedly. Heavy Barbie says, yeah, exactly. So there's always that likelihood that, you know, I could be number three. <laughs> you never know. And who's who wants to be playing around with this, you know, Russian roulette situation? still want to continue being safe, still want to do the right thing. However, it is nice to know that I still have the antibodies and hopefully I can donate my blood plasma because I think that would be a really good thing. Stay safe, of course, and don't get so scared, right? That was another thing I wanted to tell you guys about is I tend to be paranoid. I don't know how you guys are. I'm getting a little bit better about seeing my doctor, but... I tend to get a little paranoid about going to see my doctor. Well, one of the things that my doctor, I'm learning, I had to go see my dentist and I hadn't been to the dentist in quite some time. Turns out no cavities, quick clean, and I got the clean seal of approval. And I was happy because they said, you must be doing something right. Well, I floss every twice a day and I brush with the Oral-B and no one has ever told me I have bad breath. And believe me, I've had some close friends. I don't know if you're like me. I ask people, is my breath okay? So, but got them clean and I'm now on a plan. 
I live in heaven. Yep, I live in constant paranoia. I know we've got to we got to meditate on this and not be so Finn. Yes. Coming on in a little bit is lives in paranoia too. Hopefully you'll have some advice for us before our first guest comes. Cause I got a few minutes here. I got to tell you about a couple of things that you might want to partake in that could be virtually sexy fun. One is Adonis lounge. Who's been on this show before has a brand new OnlyFans page and it's OnlyFans.com forward slash Adonis Men. If you're like me and you love to see a sexy go-go boy, no, to be honest, all of them are really hot and they really do a good job of getting a nice collection of men. But a lot of them are straight. I don't have a problem with that. I know some people do. But if you're just kind of watching them virtually, it's the next best thing to seeing them in a go-go box or stripping at the down the bar down the street. Right now, they're offering 50% off. It's only $6. So something you can check out. And then lastly, the other thing I wanted to tell you about is Wicked Gay Parties, and they've been on the show before. You can go to wickedgayparties.com and register. They've got a virtual jack-off party this Friday, December 4th, from 8 to 10 Eastern Time. Now, I know you West Coasters, it's got it's going to be a little bit early. But hey, listen, get on, get off, have some fun, and then watch some Netflix. There's a brand new movie with Kate Winslet that I want to see called Ammonite. It looks really good. So get that done first and then watch Ammonite or something else. That could be a lot of fun. Also, while we're on it, before my first guest comes out, when you're watching things like Adonis Lounge or OnlyFans, I've got a few of my own. Let me know if you have any OnlyFans subscriptions that are keeping you busy. Um, I want to tell you about pure dot pure dot um, aqua based lubricant. You can go to pure.us and get 20% off with our promo code talkgaysex at checkout. It's going to be a great Christmas script. Um, we're going to be using a lot of this in the Tantra episode that we're going to be, I'm talking to Finn about. What I like about them is they've got four versions of these. And my favorite when I'm getting it up the ass is the backdoor anal silicon. It's like the best. Perfect for that. When I'm solo, they've got two water-based ones that are pretty good. The Analyze Me water-based personal lubricant with hyaluron is really awesome. Good. This one's really good just for solo play. But the pure aqua-based personal lubricant for your toy play is my other favorite. And lastly, their other silicon is the original concentrated silicon personal lubricant. Really good. When you're on these OnlyFans, Wicked Gay Parties, I have a story to share on the after show about when I was on the last virtual Wicked Gay Parties, Jack Off Parties. I will tell you that on the after show. Let me just read. Um, okay, well, let's get started. Finn, if you want to grab a spot, I will introduce my first guest or my only guest today. <laughs> he is um, a here he is, Finn Deerhart. How are you? I'm doing good. Did, did the mic and everything work? Did I get it right? You sound great. You sound great. Who's Let us place? know. If, <laughs> yeah, looking great. How you doing? We got I'm our hats good. on. I know. Actually, I was like, oh yeah, I got the <laughs> gun. Yes. 
my sweater up top because I guess just got off of a client call, but then like down here, I got my workout tights on. <laughs> hey, I got, I know I'm looking, I have this part done and I got my fuzzy slippers on below. So, so I'm comfy, cozy. I got my glass of wine. I'm good. Nice. Um, Finn Deerhart is a sex and intimacy coach. You are, you take clients now virtually and you do a lot of courses around the country. Totally that I've taken myself. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, first of all, you were telling me the other day offline that you've trans you are transitioned virtually to seeing a lot of your clients, but how has the pandemic affected you? And, and is it your husband? Partner. Like, yeah. Partner. Yeah. Husband to be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so how has it affected my, well, my, I'll say work first. My work is going yeah. great. I think there are, I work with couples a lot. So during the pandemic, you know, couples are really there. It's people have this idea of like, Oh, well you must be having sex all the time. And when I'm actually hearing from a lot of couples, they're like, I can't get enough personal space to want in. <laughs> right. You know? So uh, it's helping guys like learn how to be like, okay, you need to work on your boundaries, you know, put up personal boundaries, kind of yep. code switch at home, like learn to share workspace and then like get sexy later. And it just, it's kind of takes more work. Cause we used to just, you know, I don't know, go, I used to go to the gym and then come home and do all these different things that help me access that in me. So I've had to learn it too. Exactly. And one of the things, so with clients, you've, you're now, you were telling me that actually you had an office in San Francisco, you've since moved further north in yep. California, but it's actually expanded your business, right? Because totally. you can see more people virtually and have a little bit more of this time you're talking about, like living with your partner and, and managing your day. Yeah, totally. I actually really like the online model and I was already doing it. But since COVID happened, I just like switched my focus to just like, how can I start doing more online stuff and people from all over the world? It's just fun to interact with more people. And I get more, um, you know, like in the office in San Francisco, it was more of a therapeutic process. I was seeing the same people all the time. Now it's kind of like a flow where guys are coming and going and not really keeping a cadence with them all the time, maybe necessarily, um, but they kind of come in and go as they want, but I'm seeing a lot more people. So right. it's a little different, but I, I think it's really fun. And I'm like guys from other cultures. So I'm getting a cross-cultural experience, even for myself in my work with them. It's been really awesome. Well, in this first section, I wanted to talk to you called Vulnerable Voices. We do this ongoing since we started Tags Live, and it's really a chance for us gay men and everybody in the LGBTQ world that has been a part of our show to kind of dig a little bit deeper. And I wanted to, it was a little bit of what we were talking about the other day on our phone call, and it's about self-love, and particularly in this time of our pandemic, have you noticed that we've had to have, I've noticed that. I'll start with my own. Yeah. I've had to have a lot more empathy and compassion for myself before I could even give it to my mom, who I'm having to order groceries for now and talk to every day. And, mm -hmm. and it goes a little bit to what you were saying a minute ago about having to manage our time a little bit more because we are just in these apartments or, yeah. you know, even if it's just a house, it's a house. And can you just talk about the empathy that you maybe you've experienced or the compassion for yourself or what you might be seeing in some of your clients that they might be needing? Totally. Yeah, I would. Yes, I would say right off, like, however you can let yourself off the hook, do it. Just yes. Because if you can't do that for yourself, you're going to project it onto other people. You know, right. it's like, 
when it's like you're it's, a, da, 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 it's like oh you're that way with yourself you know that's how you talk to yourself and that's why it's coming out with other people so like i think compassion really can't happen until we really go towards ourselves with it and that's that's a hard thing because a lot of us carry this like i'm not worthy is it really okay you know I've, I've never been allowed to let myself off the hook and i think it's so important um especially right now like yeah it, there's so many things that we're dealing with this covid situation has been an accelerator in this in a sense like this massive compression of whatever you already dealt with internally that was may may or may not have been you know available in your conscious mind just like bubbling over you know and with partners it's like and you know people are you know splitting up right now yeah lot. it's weird either some are splitting up couples or you read about all i was just reading a headline in one of the gay online magazines that said all these couples that are getting married proposals so you, it's either yeah. like we're getting married or we're breaking up and for the same reason right yeah. like the, the compression I, yeah go ahead well you were sharing with me i don't know how much you want to share about that but one you lived in san francisco i went to your apartment once it was so great but it was smaller i didn't think it was small but to live with a partner it might oh. be and now you've moved to tell us where you live and how the space that you were talking about that has been such a good thing in your relationship. Because I think a lot of people listening that are in relationships may or may not relate to this. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I did live in a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco, he and I did, but we both had offices elsewhere. So there was this like behavioral, you know, ecology of coming and going. And then we'd have friends, they would come in and out and we just lived that way. Once we were in lockdown together, then it's like, you know, I'm trying to like take care of my clients in the kitchen and then like walking from the kitchen to go to the bathroom. He's like, Hey, you and like, I can't right now. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, like, and then like, and I might be snippy a couple times. And then like, then he doesn't want to like kiss me later because you know, it, it just kind of keeps bleeding over into every other interaction. Um, and we just decided, cause we'd already wanted to get out in the country more. Like, let's just, let's go right now. <laughs> let's just go. So we moved to Nevada city, California, which is a couple hours outside of the Bay. Um, it's, this magical little town up in the, in the foothills of the Sierras. And I got like three rooms now. So we both have an office here in a backyard paying less than I was paying in San Francisco. Um, and I feel really good about it. Like I still go to the city for work some, but just, it's just amazing how the space itself has opened up new possibilities. You know, I can like hide out in my office now nice. and focus on my work and not come out until I really need or want to. And I didn't have that before. What about sex life? Because were you finding with coming out of your office, like uh, you're there, was your sex decreasing? Or, and now has it, do you have a, a back to a healthy sex life? Totally. I love, yeah, I love talking about this too. Thanks for asking this. Yeah. It like, like a lot of people, I suffered a kind of like no libido for a while. I mean, when our nervous system is under attack, you're, you can't really get a boner. Yeah, like your, your nervous system, if you're like feeling like I'm threatened, which a lot of people are feeling very, very threatened, you know, like you into the grocery store, it's even like vigilance is necessary. <laughs> um, yeah, and it makes it right. where it's hard to be aroused. We have to feel safe and grounded and comfortable and open and expanded. You can't feel contracted and like expansive at the same time, you know, so right. people feel perplexed. But then some people are really extra horny during all of this, too. <laughs> like, that's how they handle it. Um, but I, I was having so much conflict with him just consequential conflict like both of us knew we're like i love you it's not your fault i just need to get some space you know um and that was making it where when we were with each other at nighttime we didn't want to fuck you know it was right just, 
I need to like, just be quiet. And if, even if he had to like, Hey, can I ask you a question? I'd be like, no, like, I just, I don't want to be asked a question. I just want to be in this little hole where I don't get talked to and couldn't find a space, you know? Right. So um, what was, so was the space that you have now, did you have to, did it just naturally happen that you guys became more sexually active because of the space or did you have to kind of work at it, work at it? We had to work at it. And this is the valuable part for me. And I also think for a lot of guys out there, because the boundaries work, we can't rely on our geographical arrangements to be our boundaries for us. You know, it's convenient that I could go to the gym and then like stop for a coffee somewhere and see a friend and then come home and be like, Hey, you know, that was yeah. nice, but I don't have that at my disposal. So I can't like just, well, I don't have any boundaries. So I've had to learn how to communicate with him in a way that doesn't imply blame. I mean, this is, I'm a coach too, you know, so I, this is my work, but it's right. for me. And what's happened is we respect each other a lot more and we've learned how to transition from work to play a little more effectively. Nice. And now our sex has been like amazing recently. So it just, you know, respect is important and like feeling each other care about your needs. You know, if you feel like your partner doesn't care about your needs and you're feeling like you're struggling on the inside and you can't really see that, you're not going to want to fuck. Yeah, and a little bit um, when we move on to kind of Tantra and everything, I want to talk about, because even if you live solo like myself during this pandemic, you may be watching porn a lot more and getting on and off and maybe even watching it more than before. Yeah. But that personal, I want to talk about date night with myself that we were talking about, you don't, you lose <laughs> a little bit of that. And my, my other co-host Lincoln talks about so much porn usage or watching so much porn can be like a rubber band. And if you just overwatch it, it mm. can kind of break that band or, or mm. overstretch it. Mm. And so I think, you know, that's one thing I want to talk about in a little bit is about getting back to just ourselves. And I know you have things like the mirror exercise and totally. Well, yeah. But a few more things on, on vulnerable voices that I want to get in that I wrote some notes here is I wrote and see what this pulls up for you. Okay. Uh, I just, I wrote getting reacquainted with yourself or getting to know yourself. Have, what does that mean to you when you hear that getting reacquainted with yourself, particularly mm -hmm. in this time or actually just getting to know yourself? I love it. And I would say both are, I, you know, we probably come in and out of both of those things. Like getting to know new, I would call it the, like the emergent parts of ourselves. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that I wanted to to change jobs, but after all this shit, I've realized it, you know, or I didn't know that like that wasn't okay for me in the relationship. And now I got to advocate for that. Um, those are emergent pieces and they come with our growth process. Right. So that's always going to be happening. I think like a tree, you know, branches are always kind of coming out and just doing their thing. And they'll forever be sprouting until the tree is in its decline. And yeah. And it's like, I've noticed even little things about myself being okay with my alone time and myself, whether it's, I've discovered so many parts of this city in New York here going to the East side. And for so long when I would go out, it's like, Oh, I've never go to the East side. It was just, who goes to the East side? Well, <laughs> now I love the East river. There's this path I found that, even within the path and the the rivers on the left and there's mm -hmm. joggers and some hotties, of course, there's this little kind of carved out 
dirt road area that somebody put together that is almost like this sanctuary that I love to, and and you could avoid it and you can just go keep on the regular path. I always want to go on that. And it's like this little oasis tranquility that I get for myself, little things like that, right. Can be so learning about yourself. Right. Yeah. And also like this, like kind of reacquainting yourself too, you know, I mean, we get so certain about who we think we are. Like you ever have the experience where you're like telling somebody like, blah, blah, blah. I think this is it. And then like, you find yourself saying kind of like the opposite to somebody else and being like, what <laughs> what's going on? Right. <laughs> what's up with this? Am I crazy? Yes. And like, we all are. So there's this internal contradiction. So I would just say like, when we pick a partner um, or a boyfriend, we kind of pick a narrative that's us and all the other stuff yes. about us gets kind of left out. And then we're like, either we struggle to bring it in or we kind of like, kind of go back and forth you know um that is so interesting that you say that we we've you're right because when i have dated people in the past i kind of put that thing that they like about me i amplify those things and maybe i was dating somebody in this pandemic that lived in my building of all places we're (laughs) friends he's a neat freak and i found myself and i'm not dirty but like i'm talking like everything in the cupboard has a had a place perfectly the spices were lined up like this yeah, and i found myself doing not <laughs> wanting him to come over like here even though my place was fine but morphing myself into some of those things and then or sexually even he had decided i was going to be though i can bottom at times it's not exclusive and in his mind, he thought I was always going to be ready for that. And I don't, I wasn't. And I found myself, Steve, you're a strong guy. You, you're not physically, but you speak up a lot. You host a show about, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even speaking up about, no, I'm not ready or I don't want to do that right now. Can we do some other things? It's compromising. Yeah. So yeah, to your totally. point. Totally. Oh my God. I've like been, yeah. And I mean, I've been having you, can you relate to being in a sexual situation where you're like doing what you're doing and being like, why am I doing this? You know, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> an experience where you're looking at yourself. Totally. Yeah. Choking on this cock that you don't really want, or maybe, right. you know, I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe part of you does. And part of you is like, you know, not aware of why you went for it in the first place. You know, I mean, it's this, we're complex beings. I think that's what I'm trying to really like just kind yeah. of highlight is we're very complex and it's not very, very simple and when we want it to be simple you know that's just a wish it's actually much more complex and so i think we can get acquainted with ourselves if we just are like start being really honest with ourselves hey hey your buddy steve v here i hope you're enjoying the show with our special guest finn dearheart and in just a minute we are going to be talking about tantra date night with yourself and self-pleasure And I couldn't think of a better time to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor, Pure, making the perfect Christmas gift right now for yourself or your special person. Meet Pure, range of premium personal lubricants. They're made in Germany, formulated with the highest quality ingredients because you're important, designed to maximize pleasure from silicone lubes like the global best-selling Pure Original to water-based Pure Aqua for sex toys, and my favorite, Pure Backdoor for anal play. All Pure Lubes, they're FDA-approved, Class 2 medical devices, dermatologically tested, condom safe, and they guarantee a long-lasting, silky, never-sticky glide. 
head over to pure.us and find your perfect lube today. And just a tidbit about the, my favorite pure backdoor and water-based formulas. They're both specifically designed for seriously long-lasting lubrication and an intensely pleasurable glide. The backdoor silicon formula is highly concentrated and includes jojoba for moisture and skin conditioning, while the backdoor water base contains hyaluronin for regenerative skin care and ultra long-lasting lubrications that is never sticky. You can get 20% off. It's so great. Perfect timing by going to pure.us. It's pjur.us. At checkout, use our promo code TALKGAYSEX and you'll get 20% off. Again, pure.us, promo code TALKGAYSEX. Enjoy the glide. I want to move on uh, to our next topic of um, kind of, I kind of labeled it Tantra. And I know you would do a lot of work with that. I've been to a couple of your, or one of your seminars before. Let's just start with this thought that you were telling me you were in the city and you said you were having date night with myself. I think yeah. you smoked some pot and you were, you didn't have any, no, you had no porn on, but you were edging yourself like up and down. Can you just tell me about that experience? Because I was so intrigued and I want to do that. And I think it could be so helpful for so many people, but I bet so many of us are like, where do I start? How do I begin that? Totally brother. Yeah. We're all here. I think the funny part about this is because I'm like, you know, I'd been, I hadn't been on my own for a while. Um, right. I've been like with, with my partner 24 seven. I went into the city to stay in a friend's spare apartment and I was like, Oh, I get me time. This is something I've had months. And so, um, you know, when you're by yourself, different parts come up, different things. Yeah. Um, I've been like, you know, having a lot of well, the sex that I was having with my partner was good, but like, we had kind of gotten into this like little groove of comfort and then I was by myself and I'm like, oh, the, you know, this, that, and like I did one. Kid like, in a candy porn, store. Like, porn, and then like I had my, I use a Tanga Flip Zero. This, have you, do you have a Tanga? Say it again. What is it? A Tanga Flip Zero. What is that? It's a toy that like you jack off with it and it kind of sucks I mean, your dick. It's fucking amazing. I have <laughs> something like that behind here, but anyway, go ahead. I can't reach it. Okay, well, this thing, <laughs> I take it with me when I travel and it's like, I look forward to this time so much. And this one night I'd had like, I'd had a lot of work and, um, I smoked some like pot and I found poppers in the room that I was staying in. Like some, I don't know if they were like my friends or like if some, they were kind of like the guests, you know, in the guest yeah. room, instead of a Bible, you've had some poppers there for you. So, exactly. Please don't leave a Gideon Bible. Um, leave poppers. <laughs> right. so I, and I haven't done that. in I would say several years. And I was just like, Oh my God, poppers. And like I saw sniffing poppers and jacking off with this tanga and, I went on for like three hours and I thought, why don't I do this at home? Why don't I just say, Hey, Sam, I really need like a couple hours. <laughs> you know, and, just kind of, and I do that in my own way, but this yeah, is an yeah. added layer of like, this is an important piece. And this actually is Tantra too. This is a part of me that just wants to like feel raw and kind of slutty and dirty. And just, you know, just, there's a different part that, that that's different than me, like looking into his eyes and like breathing deeply and like really being present in that kind of way. This was just about like, you know, raw, like feeling on my dick and just being all by yourself. You don't have another person to try to um, be tuned into. So you can just feel like non-self-conscious even more um, and relaxed. What were you going to say? So a couple, so things. couple things. One of the things I love is that 
I think for everybody listening that has a partner, this, what we were talking about in the last segment, this, even when you are, even if you're reinvigorating your sex life with your long-term partner, we were just talking about how sometimes we morph ourselves into who we think that person wants us to be. So I love that you said that me time. And I think that's such a great tip to have that conversation like every once in a while i'm gonna want either whether you call it that date night with myself and you lock yourself totally. in your office your bathroom wherever you do maybe it's a bath i don't know yeah. or um it's finding that time and having that open dialogue with your partner and ch- i bet nine times out of ten i know sam but i nine times out of ten your partner's probably gonna be like yeah and i want it too so don't totally. be surprised if i but <laughs> say the same thing but for people that are because i know you told me you didn't watch any porn and the natural go-to and i have something kind of like that toy that you're talking about too what's what made you not go on to your computer like so many of us go to is you know put that on and mm-hmm. immediately you're going to your favorites porn section what was it about that got mm-hmm. you into just being alone and develop that tantric thing with yourself um a great question um i think it's because i've had enough experiences with and i, and I do sometimes look at porn like it's not that i yeah right Right. It's just not like my go-to, like a default. And I think that's the piece that is hard for guys because it gets a default, you know, like I, I, I'm horny, I'm by myself, I need porn, you know, and they can't really break out of that kind of um, routine. And so then they're with their partner and they don't even really know how to replicate the dynamics that they were feeling by themselves. But the problem is that you're lying on your back. I want to state this really clearly. There's nothing addictive about porn. There's no, it's not an addiction. So that kind of dispel all that language. Um, but what ha- does happen is we become really used to experiencing the excitement that we're seeing on the screen in a passive way. Like you're just like lying on our back, jacking off and just kind of like going on adventures all in the head. It's psychogenic. It's like right up here. Right. Your body doesn't have a connection to it. You're not like doing it. So it for me, um, I get kind of bored doing that. I, I might watch it for a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's hot. And I find myself kind of like losing my boner and I get way more into it when I just like get up, breathe, move around, kind of like, fuck it, you know, like play with my own body and my energy. Cause whatever energy I'm feeling, I want to bring that into the body. So if I'm watching a guy fuck someone and I'm feeling more into my dominant side and I'm laying on my back, it's kind of a canceling <laughs> out yeah. of what I'm wanting to see. It's like this falsely active kind of experience. So, um, I enjoy like playing, I get in front of the mirror and just like really breathe and like kind of let myself go. And you try to work yourself up to where you don't have the inhibitions anymore. You know, when you're not having that kind of like, oh, but this sounds stupid or am I doing that? Or should I, can I really say that? I like say dirty stuff to myself in the mirror. And like, then it helps me when I'm with my partner because I've practiced how that feels in the body. And I practice what it sounds like coming out. I practice like what I think, you know, what doesn't look authentic. And when I catch myself being kind of a little phony, and it's, imp- it's helpful, right? So then I get in a partnered situation and I'm not just kind of like stuck in my routine again. But I would, ne- I would never get to experience that if all I did was just kind of pull up porn, shoot a load, go back to work. <laughs> well, the, yeah. yeah, I mean, I totally 100% agree with you. I mean, I love porn too, but it can be a passive experience, obviously. And I love what you said about movement mm-hmm. and in general. And there's something about porn, at least for me, and for a lot of us that I know, 
is it's really quick and easy. It's easy to turn on that favorite scene that you know that's going to get you excited and get off. And that whole amount of time could come to five minutes and sometimes. So this idea that we're trying to talk about is getting to know yourself literally intimately and date night with yourself. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you want to have a longer date than five minutes with yourself. And so <laughs> because to me, porn is so passive and oftentimes get on, get off. I think avoiding it, doing things like movement in general, maybe putting on that music that kind of entices you playing with like lighting is can be you know it doesn't have to be your christmas tree here but it could be you could have a christmas and playing with you know our senses are comprised of Mm -hmm. sight sound and movement and touch and so i love the mirror exercise because it gets you more acquainted with yourself and your body and I feel like you take more time so that you really can have a date night with yourself where I feel you don't get that with porn. It's it, Porn serves a purpose and it's great and I'm not mad at it. We talk a lot about it on the show, but it can be get on, get off and wham, bam, thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It teaches us like it's a path. It's just like anything. Like if yeah. I walk the same path every day, I kind of like, you know, if you're, you're driving somewhere and you're not even thinking about where you're driving and you get there and you're like, what the fuck? I got here already. Because yeah. you've done it a few times or many times and you know where you're going. So you kind of like tune out. Um, right. So we lose the presence. Um, I think the date night with self, like the, you know, like just being in the experience for a long time, I get to really uncover a lot about myself and it's an affirmative kind of thing. It like it, it kind of builds into our behavior, this notion that's like i do deserve pleasure this isn't something i have to just kind of whip out and throw away and put back up you know put up and my partner's gonna come home like that's kind of bullshit or not kind of that is bullshit (laughs) so it's like yeah i'm gonna play with myself i really want this time tonight i need this for me you know i'll let you know if i want to connect later and it's it builds into this um behavior but also version of myself that's like this matters this is important Right. This isn't just like a, a thing that is, you know, I'm checking out. People say, I check out, they masturbate and check out or escape. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's true. You might be, you know, tapping into something that you really need, actually. Um, the other thing that I'm thinking is when you watch porn, a lot of times it's just the, the cock jacking off that. And date night with yourself and Tantra. And in a minute, I want to ask you a little bit about if you could share some of the basics. But with tantra you get to explore your body and the senses that that are not just erogenously targeted with your penis and it's your dick and it's your nipples but it's also your skin and your feet and your hands and your neck and all those things you can really invigorate and awaken and kind of surprise yourself what really quick what basics could you share if somebody's listening to this and like, okay, Tantra, what other than what we've been creating a picture about, but what are we need to know about Tantra? Totally. Well, this poppers is Tantra staring into your lover's eyes. Tantra means the weave and it's like making a, a stance in your life for the entire experience and not judging part of you and saying, that's not like me and kind of like cutting yourself up and like only elevating the Holy. And I think in the West, you know, like, like California version Tantra, like has this reputation for it's like, oh, like love and light, you know, and it's, right. just only, which isn't, you know, snorting poppers and like, 
getting fucked by several people at the same time. Like that's all like, that's Tantra too. If, if you're like practicing an awareness about what happens for you in that space, if you're not just kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, if you're in the moment really, with it yeah, and you're tuning in and you're studying yourself, you're witnessing, you're witnessing yourself and the other, per the people with whom you're having sex. And that's like a really powerful experience. Um, so your question about what is Tantra? Yeah. Does that kind of answer that yeah. piece of the senses that you were saying is the most basic way people can access that anytime. It's like, Oh, I'm not even noticing my senses anymore coming into that, you know, making, uh, I don't know, like a hot shower first where you're like really relaxed. You feel the yeah. heat and the warmth massage, right? Like, um, burning incense ways to like lighting. Like you said, a club, when people go to clubs or when we used to go to clubs, it's, it's creating an atmosphere that communicates a certain, um, set of values that are being exchanged there just by use of the light and the music and the space. Awareness, I love, is such a key word. It's one of my favorite words. Um, I have to read this one question that's hilarious. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin yeah. Barbie says, how long after date night with yourself do you uh -huh. want to text yourself? That's great. <laughs> well, I would say you should sex yourself while you're fucking yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, that's my oh, record. you know, and with the new devices and everything, I've found a way to text like my computer to myself so you could be sexting yourself during your date and feel like yeah you're cheating your on yourself how do you like that yeah he says i'm the best i've ever had and i would actually say like i think when we're with ourselves i mean he says ha ha but I, lo I love it because we actually do have a really awesome opportunity when we're by ourselves and in, in reference to your tantra question it's yeah. like I want to be able to to heal the splits in me between sex and spirit. I want to heal the pain around like not feeling good enough, not feeling like I measure up, you know, or like the sex is bad being gay. And I know on a, on a behavioral level, a lot of gay guys act as if that's not true. They have a lot of sex. Yeah. doesn't mean they're not carrying that division inside them. And that's evident in the way that they like suffer in their emotional lives, suffer in their relationships, you know? So Tantra is about, having some practical tools to really engage with that. Right. So therapy is great. I go to therapy. I love it. But then it's like, that's a, a healing dialogue, but then these tools help us have um, experiences in our bodies that we go, Oh, I get it. So like for yourself, for instance, like a, you know, oneself like date night, you're giving yourself the experience that was kind of maybe missing. Like when we were mm -hmm. kids, we were hiding and sneaking and not allowed to, we're going to get in trouble. And we're giving ourselves this new experience of like, this matters so much. It's on my calendar. I've invited my partner to leave for the evening. I'm going to, you know, like that's a very different way of being in our sexuality and owning our eroticism. It's so I'm, so I'm so doing date night this Friday. I've got it. I've got an oh, image already. I'm excited. I but yeah, I will tell you in a minute. Um, but one of the things I want to know about that uh -huh. you can share a little bit is what are the benefits of edging? If there are any, what is edging? And how hard is it to do? Like, are you a fan of it? I love edging. Okay. It's so funny too, because it depends on the context. Like, you know, Tantra. So okay, go ahead. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? If you're using your, what's the toy? Tenga. The... Yeah, yeah. Tenga, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll stretch it out. <laughs> stretch it out. Yeah. I actually am one of the guys that really loves to kind of like work up a lot of energy, not come, wait till the next day, work up a lot of energy, kind of maybe play with it. It's like, so like, hard like, though. Oh my God, I love it though. <laughs> when it finally- You're, you're like, able to to kind of like, see, I think, how, do you, how did you, was that practice? It was, it is practice. Part of it's practice for me, but some guys just really, their arousal template is geared that way. They want to last. It's almost like the, the wanting is more fun than the having. 
you know, that gets them off. Sometimes I'm a haver, like, but I'm a well, haver, but... right? Um, I personally think, um, I want the cherry on the Sunday. I need the, you know, <laughs> but, but I can try, I can try. Well, you know what? So to the question, I love it because it's like, if again, if you're laying on your back and you're watching a lot of porn and you're having a passive experience, it's, it's intensity that's building and building. And it's not in a context of like movement or relationship of any kind or any context beyond what you're experiencing in your head. So you do get, it's almost like uncomfortable. Like it's like, I need to get off. You know, you're not just releasing the semen. You're also kind of releasing the energy and like the, the feeling of being bound and like the attention. So when I'm like, moving around and playing with my tanga and like just getting into it. Like I try to get to that, like really animalistic. I mean, a lot of guys will take, you know, GHB or something cause yeah. they want to get to the animal in themselves. And they, that's the whole goal. It's I got to get there. So I'm going to do that through like movement and breath and like, there's that play. thing called gooning, which is totally. making noises and sounds, which I played with, tried before. And I kind of like, okay. I was going to ask you about sound effects, the importance of, emitting sound not obviously with if you're with a partner or not do you, are you a big fan of that totally 100 percent. like if you have this part of your body and it's not participating it there's energy going to inhibit you know like something's either active or inhibited in the body at all times like in me talking i'm inhibiting like me standing up or you know there's like right. stuff going on and your brain is like talking to the muscles constantly so when we're like this and we're not saying anything there's a there's an energy. I'm tense watching you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and like part of your part of your energy is going towards, um, you know, kind of suppressing something, while another part of your energy is trying to augment the sensation. You just can't do both at the same time. So when you just like ah, and you let go, yeah. you feel more energy, you feel more flow, but you also think less about like being self conscious, and you just feel more pleasure. You get out of your head and you. do what is what this experience should be is, is is awareness and feeling and and i had a revelation just a second ago about how i said oh i want to always have the cherry and the cum factor but as we were talking i was immediately thinking about when i've been with somebody having great sex and i haven't always there's been several times where the sex was amazing and maybe the person that was the top came and then they wanted to make me and I was like, you know what, I'm good. And and the whole experience was really nice. And it wasn't, and I didn't feel, I maybe felt a little guilty because I thought they, if they think I don't come, then they're going to think I didn't enjoy it. But in all reality, I actually really did enjoy it. So in essence, and we had taken a long time in the, the whole experiences that i'm thinking about right now it wasn't like a five minute sex experience it was like a whole night of playing and this person maybe happened to have that final eruption i didn't but i was okay with it totally yeah and when you felt okay with it you had like it wasn't like oh no i'll be fine no worries about me you really probably felt like i've had i've had a good time i actually kind of feel like my capacity yeah yes can you yeah. and can you read the comment that um kevy wrote Right yeah, there. my the the um I my like, former I think yeah my former partner and I had difficulty because I was an edger and he would and he would do it and was he was a do it and done kind of guy and sometimes our sexual climaxes were out of sync because he would finish after having done his thing for however long but then my endurance if you will was much longer from having edged during solo sessions yeah mm. and then it, yeah did y'all and I'm wondering too if there were like you guys talked about that and kind of like found a 
a way to like navigate that together. I think guys are really a yeah. lot of times kind of like um, we're def we're naturally defensive about sex as gay men, right? We've had to fight really hard for it. Do you think it comes down to before you actually have the sex? I mean, obviously, over time you realize this person likes this and I like this and you kind of navigate your way in the heat of the moment. But do you think it's important if this person is important and it's a long-term thing or you're dating this person for on to have that conversation, not when you're in the heat of the moment to, right. and, and make it kind of a, an ongoing exploratory conversation so that when you do have the heat of the moment yeah. things. So maybe if, if his partner knew a little bit more about that, a lot of us would want to please our partner and do, you know. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And it's, to me, it's astounding the myths, the myths that guys believe, you know, it's like sex is supposed to be spontaneous all the time or why we could see that on movies every, or every time you spontaneously feel like pulling up porn, it's available. That doesn't mean that like people interact in a way that's like hundred percent spontaneous, you know, or like this, yeah. you know, we're supposed to just kind of like enjoy it together and get off at the same time. And that's just, if we don't, something's wrong. I mean, these aren't, these aren't true. You know, they're myths and guys live under them in a way that we suffer. Um, but the ongoing conversation piece, I think is the real fucking hot part because then we just like, we, we get more comfortable. We learn more about our partners. We get more like um, safer feelings. So then we're willing to take more risks. So your right. sex actually just gets better anyway. But I've, I've worked with the guys that have been together for 10 years and they still, they haven't even like really shared fantasies with each other because they're scared, you know? And I think, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot, right? But it's just testimony to what a lot of us have been through as gay men, you know? Um, so, yeah. And I think the ongoing conversation piece allows us to really like grow as a sexual being into like who we want to become. I mean, let's face it. I don't care how good you are at sex. <laughs> like, there's, there's a becoming aspect of like who we are as a human being and our eroticism, I think should reflect that. Well, Finn Dearheart, I could talk to you forever and ever. Oh. We have to wrap this up. So people can talk to you as a client or look up your website because I know For you sure. give seminars. You can They can go to Finn, F-I-N-N, Dearheart, D-E-E-R-Heart.com. I'll put it on tagspodcast.com. For yeah. sure. And on Twitter, you're at the agenda SF, at the agenda SF. And on Instagram, you're at Finn Deer Hart. Yeah. Um, yeah, -E -E no, uh, no E in heart, just H A R T. And you're taking clients and, and offering seminars. Anything you want to totally. promote or talk about before you we check out? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I actually, so thank you for that. My, um, I'm going to be in the new year, I'll be having um, downloadable programs for people to take where they can like practice this stuff with their partners or solo courses, like techniques and things to do that are like both physical, but also emotional work around that. Um, that'll be available just through my website. Um, and in response to a question you had asked before really quickly, I just want to say what another thing guys can do, you were talking about touching their feet and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You can go on Google and just Google pleasure map. Pleasure map, okay. Pleasure mapping, yeah. And find like a diagram of a person and you color code it like your erogenous zones and you play with every inch of your body and then you can do that with your partner and kind of learn stories about each other's bodies that you never knew. And it's a really fun way to stimulate your whole body to teach every part of your skin to be more responsive sexually. 
Can you do it solo as well? Like if you're oh, just yeah, kind of putting it on bottom my feet, and it's like, oh, it feels so good. Okay, um, I'm incorporating this in date night, and I'll have a follow up on this, and I'll share with you, Finn, on how date night went. And I hope to see you out next year when we can when this mess is over yeah, with. And wait. what's and what's the event that I need to go to when I visit you? That's in August every year in Nevada um, City. In New York City, so the, are you talking about the elements uh, of desire? In your neck of the woods, it's a Novato City. The oh yeah, the Gay Day at the Yuba River. Gay Day at the Yuba River. I want to yeah, check yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's like a nude beach on the Yuba River. It's um, cool water from like the mountains, and it's in the most beautiful place. And just a lot of men being able to hang out and no clothing necessary. It's a super cool vibe. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Finn Dearheart. As always, I love it. And yeah, I love you. Be well. Take our poll. Um, this week's poll, go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and wear your mask, wash your hands, but keep it sexy and have a date night. I think it'll be fun. <laughs>